Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 33. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. And I am your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. I hope you have had a great day, whatever you're doing. And if you are looking for a podcast that helps you understand social media marketing and how to use it for your business, as well as other tips and tools and tricks and strategies around running a business, then you are in the right place. Now, this week we are doing another interview, which is really cool. And I am really pleased to introduce to you the lovely Rob from Thinkific. Rob and I met in San Diego back in March when we were attending Social Media Marketing World and I managed to get some time with him and the Thinkific team and have a breakfast which was really really lovely and I decided back then it would be great to get them on the podcast and great for them to not only talk about the online platform that they have which is Thinkific, where you can basically build a course online for free, they have a free version of their platform But also, one of the things that they do really well is they do really nice social media. I love the way that they are able to be very personable considering they are a platform. And sometimes that can be quite hard to do, but they do a really good job of their social media. So I wanted to get Rob on for two reasons. One, because I love their platform and it's a great platform for you to look at if you want to do an online course. And two, because I love how they do their social media. So Rob is part of the Thinkific marketing team. And in July 2016, he joined Thinkific in the support and onboarding team. And then he moved into marketing. And he now manages Thinkific social media and community channels. We had a great chat about all things social media, about managing social media for a platform company, 
and being a social media manager for a business. We also talked about why online courses have been so popular and are increasing in popularity and some of the amazing case studies that they've got. It's a really cool episode if you are looking to start an online course or if you are managing social media and you just want to find out what some of the ideas they have and how they manage their social media platform. And he's a lovely guy and it's a great conversation. So I'm really excited to bring this one to you. So without further ado, please welcome Rob. Rob, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm super excited, super honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. No problem. So as I said in the intro, Rob and I met in San Diego this year. Gosh, that feels like such a long time ago. Um, it feels like last year, definitely this year. And I'd seen you guys previously. I'd been following you guys. I know what you do. And then I got to meet you and have breakfast with you. And it was fab. So when we started the podcast, I knew that I wanted to bring on key people and also people who knew particular things in different industries. So you guys are a great fit for that. But in my audience doesn't know if they've not heard of Think of It before. Could you just briefly tell us what you guys do and what the platform's about? Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Thinkific is a online course platform. So it's a software as a service and it helps entrepreneurs, brands, creators um, really use online courses to uh, sell it as a profit uh, for a fee or uh, to use it to train their customers for uh, retention or for lead generation. So really it helps um, all types of businesses and entrepreneurs uh, leverage technology to get their knowledge out there, get their content out there in an easy way. So that's what really Thinkific is. And that's, it, it's something that is not new as such, but it's still growing. I feel like from my point of view, and I think possibly over in the States and Canada, it might have grown a bit quicker than we have over here in the UK, but I think, online courses is a real area of growth and something that I've looked at, loads of people I know look at. And I think one of the reasons they're doing it is because it's this additional revenue stream or a revenue stream, kind of this dream of making money while you sleep. <laughs> Sounds so easy. I believe it's really not that easy. Um, but what do you think, why do you think that people are really kind of coming into this online teaching type side? So there's a lot of ways i think there's a lot of reasons why people are coming to online courses now you know a lot of people are you know even as lead magnets people are using online courses um, they used to share pdfs or video series or that kind of thing but people don't really like to be sold so um, i think a lot of brands and a lot of entrepreneurs are now educating their prospects i guess you want to call it um, educating their prospects to share their authority share their knowledge uh, in that space um, before you know asking them to sign up to something or purchase something mm. so it's a way to really get your name out there get your knowledge out there to show off your authority and knowledge in particular topics and to attract those potential um, prospects into your world and that's really interesting actually because I guess I had never thought naively of a course as a lead magnet now mm. I've definitely done sort of um, I do one of my lead magnets is a five email mini course. So I literally just email the content out and it's just text within an email, but I'd never really thought about actually using a, a you know, a course of some sort or a mini course 
as a lead magnet itself. So that's such a good idea, isn't it? And maybe just using a small course, building up to the sale of a big course, you know, could be one of the ways to then convert them into a sale, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to do it as well. It's just an email, uh, sort of an email course. Um, But an online course actually helps you with other aspects. You know, you can use quizzes, you can kind of see um, which students are completing which lessons and consuming that content. Uh, So you can do a, a little more sort of digging into, you know, that topic and giving more value. You know, you can use videos, audios, presentations, slides, you know, you can do that all within sort of your platform. So you can kind of see all of the different things that your students and your prospects are doing in there. So, so yeah, yeah, it it comes off as a little bit different than just a uh, straight content push. And actually one thing you've just said that that's so good is the fact that people don't want to learn just by one way, do they anymore? We are so used to this crazy multimedia world we're in of videos and audio and images and GIFs and whatever it might be that actually we want to learn more that style than necessarily, if I have to read anything, if I'm totally honest, I'm a nightmare. I don't want to read anything. If someone can show me a video, I would much rather watch that video. So yeah, I think that's a fantastic way, a much more interactive way in order to get that content across, isn't it? That's so true. Do you guys see that online courses, because so many people are really excited about online courses because of the fact that there's this revenue stream. And some people, I've had Amy on the show. I mean, she has built her entire career and a very successful career in selling online courses. So it's not just as a side hustle, as it were, you know, people can build their entire careers by selling a course online. But do you think that there is a particular industry that really suits the kind of online course platform? Or do you think that basically anyone in any industry can kind of come up with an online course? Yeah, I think anyone in any industry can come up with an online course and use online courses for uh, to grow their business and to scale their business. Obviously, you know, the, the authors of the world, the consultants, the coaches, they naturally will gravitate to online courses first and start adopting that first because they're already doing that offline. Uh, but I've seen a lot of different industries and niches use online courses for a number of ways and not just to sell it for a profit, but use it to, like I said, you know, attract new leads, Mm -hmm. but also to train their customers. We have, we even have um, other software companies using online courses and using Thinkific, you know, companies like Hootsuite, uh, Mm -hmm. Later, uh, Aweber, all these companies are using it to educate their prospects, but also to keep them, keep the retention and even using it as part of the onboarding to train their customers on how to use their platforms. So it's really interesting. Um, Even other niches that you can't, you know, you don't really necessarily think of. We have a a really successful course creator who teaches hula hooping. Uh, We have another one that teaches how to sew. Uh, We have other ones that um, John, who is out of Spain, he teaches people how to use Excel, you know, and then he does really well. Um, there's just so many different, you know, online courses out there. So it's, it's an interesting time. Um, I think a lot of people are going online to learn things that they don't necessarily uh, want to learn offline, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, you can't necessarily go to a course in real life on how to use the hoop, you know, so, uh, but people are, people are using that and uh, they're going online to learn those kind of things. So it's, it's an yeah. exciting time. 
it is and actually what was really interesting because I have a degree in marketing which obviously I sat in a university for a whole three years doing and obviously that degree was literally just lecture someone talking read loads of books which how I even got that degree I don't quite know because like I said reading is not my forte and one of the things that happened was obviously I then went into my marketing career I spent 10 years in marketing and when I started my own business and I wanted to focus on social media one thing I wanted to do was make sure I was really good at it because there were lots of people out there that said they did social media and they didn't perhaps have the level that I would have liked them to have or I would have wanted for myself and I went and found all these experts in social media and the very first one I found was Mari Smith and I did a course, an online course with Mari. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, so this would have been like five, almost five years ago. And I remember thinking at the time, oh my God, this is crazy, right? So I'm doing this course and she's in San Diego and I'm sat here in the UK and she shouts out my name on, on one of the calls or whatever. And I'm literally like, my husband's sat in the same room as me and I'm like, oh my God, like Mari's just said my name. But that's how I learned. That's how I learned about social media. And since then, I have done loads of online courses. Like, and obviously, that's one of the reasons I know Amy is because I've got courses at Convert. I've obviously done stuff with her. I've got James Wedmore's that I'm doing at the moment. And for me, actually, that's how I keep ahead. That's how I make sure my business is where I want it to be. And I couldn't... Well, like you said, there is nowhere locally that I could walk into a classroom and learn what I can learn online. It's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is the whole education world mm -hmm. is just getting disrupted that way. You know, a lot of people are, I mean, I think the stats are with university enrollments are down, you know, people are learning things online. Um, and not only that, employers are looking at experience versus, you know, uh, knowledge and I yeah. guess a degree and all those kind of things. I think Google just announced that as part of their mm -hmm. They don't longer need specific education requirements for some of the positions that they're hiring for. So it's an interesting time in that way, you know, like even in social media, you know, I see a lot of on LinkedIn, I see a lot of people that have even put down that they've completed, you know, Hootsuite certification. Yeah. And so that gives yeah. them credibility when they're going out there and saying, hey, yeah, I know how to use these tools now. So it saves me a lot of training time on your end if you hire me versus someone that's, that may have like a degree in marketing, but no experience. Yeah. So. And I totally agree. And obviously, having a degree in marketing, I obviously advocate the fact that it was great that I have this degree. Of course. But I'm, I'm really honest in the fact that, A, in my entire career, not one person asked to see my degree certificate. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of made me think, like, I could have just made it up. Obviously, I didn't. Um, but <laughs> they never asked to see that. And, it, and secondly, although my degree was brilliant the transferable knowledge was actually not that high and it wasn't kind of as it wasn't as practical it was obviously much more theoretical so when I then got into the workplace I didn't know these kind of things that I really needed to do and especially on something like social media it didn't exist when I did my degree and even if it did it moves at the speed of light so totally you could do a course today on something and tomorrow it can be completely out of date. And what's really funny is it's funny that you should mention the education system because my, I have a stepson who's uh, 15 and he's just about to, he's in his last year of school and he's going to be doing his GCSEs, the exams over here. And he's kind of had conversations with me before and he said, I don't understand why we need to do this. If I want to know something, I just look on YouTube and you kind of can't argue with him because actually we are in this amazing world where 
we can find out anything and we can find an expert in it and go and say, have you got a course? Can I come and learn online with you? You don't necessarily have to go through that kind of formal education. Not that I'm going to tell him this, obviously, because I've told him he's got to go to school and work really hard and get good exams. But you kind of can't argue with him, can you? It's it's an amazing world we're in. You can, you can. And I've got like one example that comes to mind is, you know, like right now on social media and we're talking about social media is that Instagram is, has a lot of attention and Instagram stories has a lot of attention. And I dare you to look for a course somewhere, any college that Mm -hmm. is going to teach you how to use Instagram stories to, you know, grow your, uh, you know, your email list. But yesterday um, I came across Chris Strub, who I think you probably know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Chris Strub, and uh, he he has a course on Instagram stories because he does a lot of Instagram stories. He's built his whole brand on it, and so you know how can you you know how can you keep up, right? Yeah. And um and my son even like you mentioned your son, my yeah. son yesterday we were like it's fall here yeah. in Vancouver, so everything's back to school, and it's kind of like okay, what what do you want to do programs wise? Do you want to go do swimming or basketball? And he's like, I want to learn digital animation. He's like eight years old, oh, right? That is awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm okay. So I did a search and like, there's some colleges here, some arts colleges that were like, that has digital animation courses, but they're not going to take an eight year old. Right. Yeah. So um, he went on YouTube and he's like, he's going to learn how to do it. He's gonna, I'm like, well, I'll try to look for an online course for you, but I, you know, yeah. I, it's hard for me to find one, but on, on, uh, on YouTube, there's a ton of those kind of like, how-to videos and so that's where he's going so it's an interesting world (laughs) it is and when you think about what uh social media has done for our world and the different roles now so there isn't just a marketing person you know there's a content creator there's a community manager there's a social media person there's animators and you know advertising people there's there's so many different roles now and actually All of them are amazing. But like you said, I, I think if I walked into a marketing degree today, I, I don't know how much of that stuff they would actually teach and how much they could teach because it's moving so fast. So this is a great point, actually, to introduce the fact that uh, you are a social media and community manager for Think of Big. I've said it in the intro, but to say it again, and actually it would be great just to get a little bit of your background and where you've come from and how you ended up working at Thinkific. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So before Thinkific, my world was digital agency. So I was working at a digital agency here in downtown Vancouver for a number of years, um, doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. I was at one point creating WordPress sites. You know, I was doing yeah. SEO and on-page SEO. And so I was there for a few years. And so I kind of learned the ropes, you know, how digital agency worked yeah. and um, digital marketing worked. So it was, it was great. Um, in our building, there was another startup that was, uh, it was actually an e-commerce startup called Lemon Stand. And uh, there was a guy there named Sid, Sid Barath. And uh, so we bumped into the elevator a lot and we'd talk about, you know, hey, what are you doing? Like, what kind of things are you guys doing? We even exchanged businesses, you know, we would refer them clients and vice versa because they were an e-commerce platform uh, similar to Shopify. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so so got to know him. And then uh, one day I was like, hey, I messaged him like, hey, yo, you want to go for, you know, what are you up to for lunch? Do you want to go for lunch? And he's like, hey, I'm not in the building anymore. Uh, I moved over to this new startup called Thinkific. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. What is that about? What do you guys do? And he's telling me the story. And I think he was like, he was the director of growth 
that was that's what he was hired for um and he was like employee number seven or eight wow. i think so i was like okay cool like he's like yeah i should come down um you know let's grab coffee i'll tell you all about it later that day he messages me he's like hey you know we're actually trying to fill some roles um, if you want, if you're open to it, come down, uh, have, you know, have a, a chat with our CEO, uh, COO, Miranda, mm -hmm. Miranda Levers. And uh, yeah, long story short, I went down, I had, you know, I had a chat with them. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I was, I was in the office at a desk uh, so, doing support in the beginning. So okay. yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I spent a, a, a little bit of time in support and getting to know the platform and yeah. you know doing sort of technical support and that kind of thing and then uh, quickly moved into marketing and so, I think actually from a marketing point of view for you to do that support side is so useful because you're talking to the customers you know what they want you know what questions they're asking you know the problems they're having with their businesses and how they want to try and fix it and and all that kind of good information from a marketer point of view to sit there and take in all that kind of knowledge is, is fantastic. And I think also with a platform like yours, you need to know the platform, obviously, in mm. order to market it, don't you? You know, you need to know how to actually set up a course, how to use it, what people get stuck on and that sort of thing. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, everyone that starts at Thinkific or starts working part of the onboarding, as a, as a team member is actually to create a course. So oh, that's awesome. some people have created some really interesting courses. And on the side of support, um, we still all, even if you're not in support, there's actually time like half a day or a couple hours in a, in a week, yeah. every week, where you are scheduled to go and do some support and, and start oh, built into cool. the culture. Even, yeah. um, even Greg, our CEO, will answer tickets and he might even call you if you're That's if you're amazing. really stuck in a jam, you know, right before launch day or something. He might yeah. and he gets that email. He might even call you. So I've I've uh, seen him do that. So That's yeah. really cool. That's and and actually, like you said, that culture that it brings into the business is a really nice culture. And I think funny enough, because I've dealt with um, lead pages over in Minneapolis and I've been to their offices and I know their teams and I work with them and I loved the culture they have. And actually it seems to be like a tech startup-y type culture that seems to be a much more innovative and friendly and interesting and, and they want to care about their customers. You know, you really want to make sure that people are getting an experience. And actually one of the things that I love about your social media and one of the reasons I wanted to, to get you on and talk to you is because you have such a nice personal way of communicating with people of doing social media and from a, a user perspective for a tech platform to do that is great because it, that's not the easiest thing in the world is it even though you've got a team you're still talking about a bit of software or a bit of equipment type thing so so yeah it'd be great tell me a bit about the strategy what was the kind of thought around social media how important did you think it was in your overall marketing strategy Social media is a big part of our marketing strategy for sure. Um, as far as strategy, it really depends on the channel, you know, so we look at, we look at Instagram versus Facebook versus LinkedIn versus Twitter, all really differently. Yeah. You'll see similar, I mean, you'll see similar content on all the different channels, but you know, for, for example, Instagram is for us a little bit more laid back. It's mm -hmm. more about our culture, more, more about our team members, yeah. and definitely a lot about our course creators because that's, it's very human, it's very personal. Yeah. Um, and then even within Instagram, as you know, and as you guys do, um, the main feed is a little bit more 
curated versus yes. the stories, yeah. you know. So the stories is more behind the scenes, um, different meetups that are running all over the world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that is how we look at Instagram. It's not really to generate new users or anything yeah. like that. It's more to show our culture and, and, you know, more the fun side and sort of behind the scenes kind of thing, yeah. you know, um, Facebook and LinkedIn, it's a little bit more, you know, it's a little bit more serious. It's a little bit more, uh, giving value as far as guides and, um, how to's, you know, a lot of those kind of things. Cause we do want to make sure that we're helping our course creators have success. So yeah. there's two stages to that, which is, you know, how to create your online course and then how to market it. So mm -hmm. that's where a lot of our, you know, blog content may live and get shared on. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like really the, the two different avenues when it comes to social media. Before that, obviously creating the content, we do have a team of um, marketers that are creating yeah. content all the time. So um, yeah, so blog posts, videos, a lot of those things, we are creating, you know, a lot of, lot, a lot of content. So yeah. So yeah, content is big. And then obviously, you, you know, your content is only as good as how many people can see it. So social media comes yeah. into play into that a lot. So do you do much on the advertising side? So are you advertising on Facebook, Instagram? Have you done a bit of LinkedIn? Or where do you kind of sit on that? Uh, right now, Facebook and, and Instagram. Uh, yeah. we, do have, uh, we do have a bit of advertising happening there, a bit of uh, sponsored posts that are happening there. Obviously with Facebook, you know, even though you have a large group, only a small percentage of it are seeing yeah. your, your content organically, as you know. So uh, LinkedIn, we haven't done much advertising. We are doing more videos. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn is a, is a bit of an interesting channel when it comes to advertising. Yeah. You know, no, the costs are a little higher. I always struggled with LinkedIn, if I'm honest, and purely because I don't want to spend that money. And if you have that budget over on Facebook, you can do so much more with it. So, and I think, or I think people are on a different mindset in LinkedIn as well. They don't go on as often. I know, even though, you know, doing the job I do, I, if I go on LinkedIn once a day, that's probably generous. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I can go a day or two and not be on it. Although I have noticed recently that I'm getting more direct messages more people kind of coming to me through LinkedIn than perhaps I have had in the past really. So that's interesting to, to kind of see that move. That's so, probably because they're just finding your podcast. And <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Although I tell you what I have a lot of problem with, and this is kind of hilarious. I think I've ever said this before on the podcast. I seem to get a lot of spam from males and I get an awful lot of like ex-military widows that's always the favorite they're always military they're always a widow and and there's hardly any photos of anything but them in their uniform and I get so much spam on Instagram messages wow. every day and I and the problem is because it's a business account there's a part of me that kind of thinks is it or isn't it and then on occasions I have actually responded going hey how can I help and then obviously it started to turn and I'm like oh no no that's not right <laughs> but literally just the other day I had my first spam on LinkedIn I really on this LinkedIn like that's not where you try and pull people is it that's not where you try and like get a date and I had yeah. this guy again he he was like you look familiar are you from the UK do you speak English and I thought if you're taking a look at my profile you probably realized I'm from the UK <laughs> anyway I responded saying yeah I'm from the UK and he's like, oh great 
Um, and he starts trying to have this conversation. Again, I wasn't quite sure where it was going. And he asked for my number or can we speak through WhatsApp? And I was like, no, we can't no. speak through WhatsApp. <laughs> we are not having a conversation. Thank you very much. Got to put up a wall. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> Honestly, that's interesting. On LinkedIn though. On LinkedIn. <laughs> the spammers are going to LinkedIn. That's hilarious. We need to watch out. But I do get a lot of, and, like, and I show, and the odd thing is my husband is in the military, but I show my husband like, oh look, someone else has come to me, you know, and trying to have a conversation. And you, you know that they're not the real people behind it. You literally know they are full on spammers. But like I said, there is a part of me because it's a, a brand account yeah because it's my account I kind of think oh god what if it's someone that's serious that just happens to be a military widow <laughs> I just <laughs> ignored them because I thought yeah spam but anyway spam. anyway yeah. no <laughs> so, that's interesting, that's interesting. <laughs> we get a yeah. lot of spam I find that we get some spam on Instagram like I, okay. I mean it's a natural place you know messages yeah, and yeah. stuff and direct messages and you just like decline decline yeah but, yeah but yeah not LinkedIn so be waiting not LinkedIn no <laughs> I did think you've made it you know you've made it this is another level this is (laughs) so tell me what's kind of coming up for Thinkific in terms of their marketing social media what's your kind of plan or thoughts or you know have you got any ideas of going forward what you're going to be doing with the brand yeah so uh so we just launched our new brand probably about a month or six weeks ago lovely by the way really yeah thank you I like it Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people and putting a lot of, uh, you know, sweat equity into it. And uh, we launched it. Um, and it was really the, the goal of it is to be more customer focused. You know, our previous previous website and our brand and everything spoke a lot about us. But really, you know, at the heart of it, we're really we're really focused on our customers and their stories because we have really cool people creating content and people that really, you know, resonate with you know, their stories and not just, not just per se, like their story, but the stories of how they're helping their students, yeah. you know, like one of our, one of my favorite stories was, um, is, uh, this lady that is jazz talks law. So if you look her up on Instagram, her right. it's like at jazz talks law. And so she's a, a recent, she just passed the bar exam to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so she's teaching other students how to get uh, tuition for law school. And uh, I think in the, in the first half of this year, I think she helped uh, her students get over 700 grand in, in um, uh, I can't even say the word. Yeah, tuition, um, like, you know, scholarships. Yeah, oh, scholarship. Okay, yeah. Yeah, wow. so it's just like, it's such an awesome story because she's using, she gets to use her platform and yeah. now she's giving other students that may not be able to get access to this education and this, you know, amazing feature um, through her courses, you know, so we really focus on that a lot. Um, so as far as, as far as features, I suppose we are focused on student success Mm -hmm. a lot these days. Um, you know, I I love um, that as a, as a, um, as a marketing tool that is so good because actually it's never about us as the marketers or the business owners. It's always about the people that we're, we're serving or that we're helping. And for you to take it a step further again, and for you to then talk about the people they're serving because actually often I think I don't know about you but when you see people advertising online course stuff as in we can help you do an online course or we're an online course platform it's often about money and about that income and what you're going to get from that income whereas actually it's really nice to hear you guys talk about that it's about helping people and it's about not only 
can I do this as a business, but I'm then helping all these other people. And Pat Flynn has a great um, kind of saying of serve first. And that is entirely that, isn't it? It's like, how can I help other people be brilliant? And then, you know, that's a great message for you guys to put out, isn't it? Really yeah, cool. yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for every, for every course creator, you know, if they uh, say they have 100 students, you know, that's, that's 100 people, you know, and they're the real people. And so we want to make sure that we're serving them, that they're, you know, just the little things, you know, are they able to get their password, log in, all those yeah, things are really, yeah. really basic. But, but then also help them, you know, like right now, we just launched, I think about a month ago, we launched a tool called Goals, Student Goals. And so okay. as a, a course instructor can right at the beginning, um, ask their students, what is your goal by the end of you know, by the end of this course, what's your goal? And, and then at the end, it'll automatically ask them, did you achieve your goal? Yes or no. And then some feedback. So really simple, but it is like, okay, now that that will help the course creator, maybe perhaps tweak that course, because then what they initially thought was the goal of their students may not be. So Mm -hmm. now they can maybe tweak the content and maybe add something else in there um, to really help those students achieve whatever that goal is. Right. So so yeah, that's, that's, that's our, you know, as far as um, the platform, you know, other than like all the other tools that you would kind of think of, you know, as far as e-commerce and integrations mm-hmm. that's being worked on, mm-hmm. but um, student success is a big part of what we're looking at. Um, as far mm-hmm. as marketing videos, um, mm-hmm. videos are huge. Uh, we're still, we're still creating a lot of video content. So even a lot of our blog posts and top blog posts, uh, we're taking that and turning into, um, longer form video, which we might then take little bits of and share that on social, you know, to drive to some of our longer, uh, form posts. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's a lot of what we're doing. We're, we're doubling down on content that way. And I love the video. And I also love the fact that when you've done stuff, you use your team members, don't you, in the videos? Yeah. And for me, that is like win-win on two levels. First off, it's giving your team the chance to be that star, to be that person on the screen and to stand in front of someone. And some people aren't going to be naturally want to do that, but I think generally it's nice. And then secondly, as a viewer or as a, as a you know user, you get to see the people that you're speaking with. Mm. And that creates a bigger buzz, I think, around when you put a video out, it must be like that, you know, if I'm in the video, as in I'm a team member, I'm going to share it with my friends and be like, oh, look, I'm in this video. And and the same as, you know, talking to a customer and saying, oh, did you see that I was in the latest video or whatever it was? So I love that. And I love the videos. I love the kind of personal side of it. Because like I said, I think there are a million tech platforms out there, aren't there? Like literally so many different platforms offering so many things and to see that kind of personality come through and shine is has got to be one of the the best things really do you ever get tired of doing do you do the social media 24 7 as it were so are you constantly watching it um i'm constantly i'm constantly on it on the weekends i've you know i've tried not to check on it we do have a team now so um for example our facebook group we have a private facebook group that is really our online community so it used to be a couple of us that would sort of be in that group and you know watch the comments and the posts and maybe reply Uh, but now we have a few other people in there so it's it's not so um consuming of of time but um yeah i mean i i'd be lying if i'm not constantly watching it um during the week for sure 
Uh, but on the weekends, I do try to just shut it off and be present at home and with my yeah. family. But yes, it's, uh, you know, as social media, the nature of it is that it's real time. So it's, and I, think, um, I, I don't know about you, but I do think that it's something that to manage social media, I think there's a finite time on it because I know when I first started the business, I managed all our social media. I was there on the phone every evening doing all the responding. And I got to a point where I was just like, I, I need a break. I need like to be able to put my phone down and like you said, and be present because I never was. I'm not saying I'm a whole lot more present now, I have to say, but it is different because I've got team members now and we divide out that work. So I do feel like this isn't a, someone... I don't know, there might be someone out there that's been a social media manager for 10 years or whatever. Um, and we might, obviously, we're still very much in early days of social media, and maybe another 10 years on, they might still be doing it. But I, I do feel like it is one of those things that is tiring. And as a social media person, you've got to find a way of either getting some of that downtime or turning off a bit from it or managing your own personal space with social media because you otherwise you are just consumed all the time aren't you absolutely so. absolutely i think but you know what i've learned like there was a time i went to la we went away for a family vacation a week ago yeah. and you know i wasn't in the facebook group or anything and you know you come back and everything is still okay you yeah. know so yeah it was a lesson like you know what things will run if you've got a team or if you've got coverage yeah things like that, then it should be okay. So, you know, and then on the other side, as far as getting content out there, um, I definitely use tools, you know, yeah. so I'm sure you guys do as well. Yeah. yeah. So that you're not posting at, you know, no. 10 a.m. on a Saturday. It'll just, exactly. content will go out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you ever struggle coming up with ideas or kind of what to post next or what to say? Because again, as a social media person, that's really difficult. It gets, and, and the, the one question I get all the time is how do I know what to post? And do you ever struggle with that or do you find it fairly easy flowing and where does that come from? These, uh, in the early days when we were trying to establish our content plan and it was tough. It definitely is. You know, there's sometimes there's nothing to talk about and sometimes there's too much to talk about. And yeah. so, um, so now we've kind of come into a rhythm where we, we have sort of like a rotation of, I suppose, content topics, you know, yeah. um, might be a tip one day. Um, it might be a customer story the next day. It might be uh, a feature uh, launch sort of announcement the next day. So mm -hmm. we kind of have our, our, um, five, four or five content types that we go to. Um, mm -hmm. Instagram is one of those things, you know, you have to have a nice layout and you have to have yeah. all these things curated. So um, yeah, so we, we do have a content plan now that really is easy to follow. And so um, from there, it's just a matter of sort of getting all the different content from the team members and then arranging it to fit into the particular days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so using again, when, when it's a team structure, then using a tool like we use Asana, yeah. uh, you could use Trello and those kind of things mm -hmm. as well, but there's a board where people can submit like, Hey, I'm doing a webinar with so-and-so. Can you make sure that it's like, you know, posted out there and promoted maybe 10 days before the webinar, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. you know, Hey, I'm doing an event. Can you put, put this up and yeah. Hey, we're doing this feature launch. Can you make sure that this goes up and that kind of thing? So, um, you know, it's taken a little while and it's a bit, you yeah. know, and, but it's still a work in progress, but yeah, it is, it is a bit of organizing required that really helps make things streamlined. And I think as well, um, 
when I've worked with bigger businesses and we've said to that big business, right, we need content. That is one of the most difficult things in the world because they are doing stuff every single day. You know, each one of those team members that are on the phone to the customers that are dealing with the product, that are building something, they, are, they have got stories to tell every day of the week. But the problem is it's getting it out of their head and getting that, that actual message or content to you. That is one of the most trickiest things. So great tip with using something like Asana or something where you can literally drop in and have that kind of brief conversation that something's coming up or I've got this thing or we're doing this thing. And yeah. also I love the tip about your kind of categories. And that is something that I use on Instagram, but strangely enough, I don't, and like you, I, things are very different for me. I do have similar things that go out in similar places, but my Instagram strategy is very different from the rest of my social media strategy. So I do have a, a number of categories that I like to cover on Instagram. However, on main social media, I don't so much, but that's a great tip because actually if you know you have got five or six categories and you're going to post four or five times a week, you know you're going to have things to put in. And also if you know you're going to do a blog as one of your categories, then you go back and you go, okay, let's find those blog things. How many blogs have I got to come up? How many weeks can I have this kind of strategy coming out? So you can start collecting that content under that category. And therefore, if you're doing one a week, then you could effectively really quickly rack up 10 weeks worth of content fairly easily, couldn't you? So absolutely, I mean, absolutely. And you can, you know, once one of the things that we do a lot is, you know, let's say you have a blog post, then um, we can take that blog post and, you know, take bits out of it and using tools like Canva or Easel, yeah. make little images, and then you can, you can have content for, yeah, for like a good couple of weeks, you know, using and, text content, right? And sometimes actually I did, um, uh, I did a podcast not so long ago about repurposing content, which I'll link to in the show notes. Cool. But actually for me, one of the things, because content creation is really difficult and it takes so much time. So you can almost look at creating less content, but ha really use all of that content so well. And like you said, a blog post could be easily split up into different tips or different images or different ways in which you can kind of pitch that blog post. So that's really helpful trying to get that sort of stuff out there. Absolutely. And if I can give you one tip, I think yeah. one of the things I use um, is when you're, when you're taking a blog and then you're creating, you know, quotes, you know, images with quotes, yeah. from the blog post um, used to take forever uh, because you would create them on uh, Instagram, which would be square. And then yeah. you would have to make one for Twitter and LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I came across a tool called easel. Okay. And so what you can do is you can make all your images and then you can actually duplicate it in any other type of social channel dimension. So oh, you can make a square one and then duplicate it for Twitter and it'll already be in that dimension. You might just have oh, to change the font cool. size. Yeah. But yeah. Slightly move it just to make it fit a bit. But yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, and we'll link up to that. So what easel is it sort of? I think it's easel.com, E-A-S-I-L.com. Lovely. We'll check that and put it in the show check notes. That oh, that's so cool. Do you know what? It's been so lovely to talk to you, Rob. Like I said, one of the reasons I, I really wanted to connect with you guys is because in San Diego, one of the strategies you used, now bearing in mind at San Diego at the time, we went to two conferences. There was traffic and conversion and there was social media marketing world. So two ginormous conferences. And at both of them, they always have like a, 
don't know what the word is actually, where people can go and display a bit of an exhibition area where you can go and hire a stand and show your wares or whatever. And that's expensive, really expensive at these type of conferences. And also uh, how effective it is, I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know off the top of my head how effective it is, but you've got to think, you know, people are busy, they're at a conference. You might get a couple of inquiries, but you don't know that you're really making those connections. And one of the things that you guys did that I thought was brilliant was the fact that you saw that I was talking about it on Twitter um, and you reached out and said, you know, do you want to meet up? Which was amazing. And the other thing, and this is so silly, but the other thing that was really cool was because it was during traffic and conversion and they don't give you food at traffic and conversion, <laughs> which I just think is insane. Anyway, you were like, let us give you breakfast. And I was thinking, yes, food, free food, brilliant. Like, I think anybody will do anything either for free food or alcohol those are my kind of two <laughs> two levels if you want to like get me to come and help someone do something and give me free food and alcohol and I'll be there all day long but what was really nice is we sat around the table and there was quite a few of us wasn't there probably like 15 I think yeah like 20 people and yeah. we had this lovely breakfast and we chatted and we talked and from that day on Anybody speaks to me about Thinkific and I am like the biggest fan because you bothered to sit with people and talk to them. And, and I assume, I don't know, you know, obviously from your point of view, that that must've been a good strategy for you instead of paying out for a stand or, mm -hmm. you know, sponsoring something to actually go and meet your customers. That must've yeah. been a much better strategy for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the very beginning, we kind of talked about goals for certain things. Mm -hmm. And so you know, our goal with that was just, we just wanted to meet people and have like actual conversations and learn and yeah. what are you guys up to this year? What are you guys doing? And, you know, it would be impossible to meet all the people that attended yeah. those conferences. Um, the booth idea, I mean, it crossed our minds for a little while, but you know, it wasn't, you know, for us to hang out at a booth. I mean, I'm sure it works really well if that's yeah. your strategy. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think there's, there's a different strategy. That you there's can. a different strategy. So, you know, it was fun. Um, yeah, we met some, we met you and we yeah. met so many people and we had, we were just like, no rush. Let's just yeah. learn what you guys and how we can help you and vice versa. And so, yeah, so yeah, it I think was, it we might was, do the same thing next year. Yeah. And, and please invite me again. I'd yeah, of course, of course. And it was a great place. We went for, for breakfast. It was Mexican, wasn't it? And, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I have since going to San Diego and of course I've been a couple of years now, um, and a couple of times a year. So we've gone to San Diego a lot, but because it's so close to Mexico, there's a lot of Mexican food, isn't there? Yes. And I just love Mexican food. So yeah. I'm back in, I'm back in San Diego in about three weeks time, actually, strangely enough. Um, I'm going, the conference that I'm going to is Business by Design, James mm -hmm. Wedmore's conference that goes along with this course so I'm just attending but we're because it's in Laguna Beach we're going to stay in San Diego and hopefully catch up with a couple of people while we're over there and all I can think about is where are we going to eat because <laughs> I'm just so excited about that Mexican food really excited. you can't you can't go wrong with tacos and guacamole and stuff you can't on it yeah. I know and do you know what I actually have guacamole and tortilla chips and salsa for my dinner tonight so oh, it's going to be like a lovely memory as I finish this call <laughs> and go and make my Mexican food <laughs> oh, that Rob, delicious. It, it has been such good fun thank you so much for coming on and hopefully in the future I'd love to have you back on talk more about online courses and how things work out with that because I do think that for 
my audience and for lots of audiences out there, online courses are the way to go. And what's awesome about your platform is one, you have a free level, which is really cool actually to be able to go in and do this for free. And it's a great platform and I will link up to everything in the show notes as well. So people can go and check it out. But Rob, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was really good fun having Rob on. Like I said, and I think I've said before on the podcast, I like working with businesses where they have nice people. And although I know that sounds a little bit lame, I really genuinely like to work with people that I like. And I'm really not keen on working with businesses of people that aren't nice. And I think nice is underrated. And anyway, wittering on about being nice. Rob is one of these really lovely guys and I'm so pleased I was able to have him on. I love the fact that he was sharing that he was using or some of their customers were using courses as lead magnets, which I guess I hadn't really thought about that. I'd only ever thought about courses as a product that you sell, but actually a mini course that you use for a lead magnet is a great way to get them engaged with what you do and what services you can offer to them and share some of your amazing information. And the fact that you can do it for free really is amazing. Also, I loved talking to him about how he repurposes content and the difficulties and challenges that social media managers have in getting content from the team, because that is actually something that I think all of us can relate to if we've managed social media, whether we're managing it for clients or we're in a business managing it for our own business getting content from other people to help you make a good and interesting platform is really tricky. So it was great to hear his uh, thoughts and him talking about that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, as it was great to talk to Rob. Now, next week, we're back to a solo episode. But like I said, I've still got some cool interviews coming up for you. Also, I would really love to know, is there something you want me to talk about? I am happy to talk about anything you want. I'm happy to share ideas and thoughts around different subjects on social media and marketing and generally running a business. So if there is anything that you want me to talk about on the podcast or you need more help on, then please come and find me on social media. I am obviously on Instagram mostly, but you can get me on Twitter and Facebook. Just put Teresa Heath wearing in and you will find me. And come and have a chat with me. I would love to hear about what episodes you would like me to cover in the future. Also, don't forget, I am still doing my Instagram challenge where I'm putting a tip on every single day throughout October, something that will help you make a difference in your business. So make sure you check that out as well. I will see you this time next week. Have a fabulous week and take care. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com.